0: Come, Friar Francis, be brief. Only to the plain form of marriage, and you shall recount their
1: particular duties afterwards. You come hither, my lord, to marry this lady? No. Oh, to be married to her. Friar, you come to marry her. Lady, you come hither to be married to this count? I do. If either of you know any inward impediment, Why you should not be conjoined, charge you on your souls to utter it. Know you any,
2: hero? None, my lord.
1: Know you any, count?
2: I dare make his answer, none. Oh, what men dare do? What men may do? What men daily do, not knowing what they do? How now, interjections? Why then, someone must be laughing as I. Eh? Stand thee by, friar. Father, I your leave. Will you with free and unconstrained soul give me this maid, your daughter, as freely, son, as God did give her me? And what have I to give you back, whose worth may counterpoise this rich and precious gift?
1: Nothing, unless you render her again. Sweet
2: prince, you learn me noble thankfulness. There, Leonato, take her back again. Give not this rotten orange to your friend. She's but the sign and semblance of her honor. Behold how like a maid she blushes here. Oh, what authority and show of truth can cunning sin cover itself withal? Comes not that blood as modest evidence to witness simple virtue? Would you not swear, all you that see her, that she were a maid by these exterior shows? But she is none. She knows the heat of a luxurious bed. Her blush is guiltness, not Modesty. What do you mean, my lord? Not to be married. Not to knit my soul to an approved wanton. Dear my lord, if you, in your own proof, have vanquished
0: the resistance of her youth
2: and made defeat of her virginity, I... I know what you would say. If I have known her, you will say she did embrace me as a husband, and so extenuate the forehand sin. No, Leonardo. I never tempted her with words too large, but as a brother to his sister, showed bashful sincerity and comely love. And seemed I ever otherwise to you? Out on thee, seeming! I will write against it. You seem to me as Diane in her orb, as chaste as in the bud ere to be blown. You are more intemperate in your blood than Venus, or those. Pampered animals that rage in savage sensuality. Is
3: my lord well that he doth speak so wide?
1: Uh, Sweet prince, why speak not you? What should I speak? I stand dishonored that have gone about to link my dear friend to a common stale.
0: Are these things spoken, or do I but dream? Sir, they are spoken, and these things are true. This looks not like a nuptial.
2: True, oh god! Leonato, stand I here? Is this the prince? Is this the prince's brother? Is this face heroes? Are our eyes our own? All this is so, but what of this, my lord? Let me but move one question to your daughter, and by that fatherly and kind power that you have in her, bid her answer truly. I charge thee do so, as thou art my child.
3: Oh God, defend me, how I am beset. What kind of chastising call you this?
2: To make you answer truly to your name.
3: Is it not, Hero? Who can blot that name with any just reproach?
2: Mary that can, Hero. Hero itself can blot out Hero's virtue. What man has he talked with you yesternight night out at your window betwixt twelve and one? Now, if you are a maid, answer to this.
3: I talked with no man at that hour, my lord.
1: Leonardo, I am sorry you must hear. Upon mine honor, myself, my brother, and this grieved count did see her, hear her at that hour last night, talk with a ruffian at her chamber window, who hath indeed, most like a liberal villain, confessed the vile encounters they have had a thousand times in secret. Fie, fie, they are not to be named, my
0: lord, not to be spoken of, there is not chastity enough in language without offense to utter them. Thus... Pretty lady, I am sorry for thy much misgovernment.
2: O oh, hero, what a hero hadst thou been, if half thy outward graces had been placed about thy thoughts and counsels of thy heart. But fare thee well, most foul host, fair, Farewell, thou pure impiety and impious purity. For thee I'll lock up all the gates of love, and on my eyelids shall conjecture hang, to turn all beauty into thoughts of harm, and never shall it more be gracious.
4: Hath no man's dagger here a point for me? Why, how now, cousin? Wherefore sink you down?
0: Come, let us go. These things come thus to light, smother her spirits up.
4: How doth the lady? Dead, I think. Help! Uncle! Hero! My hero, uncle, Signor Benedict Friar!
0: O fate, take not away thy heavy hand. Death is the fairest cover for her shame that may be wished for.
4: How now, cousin hero?
1: Have comfort, lady. Dost thou look her? Yea, wherefore should she not? Wherefore?
0: Why, doth not every earthly thing cry shame upon her? Could she here deny the story that is printed in her blood? Not live, hero! Do not hope thine eyes, for did I think that thou wouldst not quickly die? Thought I, thy spirits were stronger than thy shame's. Myself would, on the real wood of reproaches, strike at thy life. Grieved I, I had but one. Chide I for that at frugal nature's frame? Oh, one too much by thee! Why had I one? Why ever wast thou lovely in my eyes? Why had I not with charitable hand took up a beggar's issue at my gates, who smirched thus and mired with infamy? I might have said no part of it is mine. This shame derives itself from unknown loins. But mine, and mine I loved, and mine I praised, and mine that I was proud on, mine so much that I myself was to myself, not mine, valuing of her. way. <laughs> Why, she, oh, she is fallen into a pit of ink, that the wide sea hath drops too few to wash her clean again, and salt too little which may season give to her foul tainted flesh.
5: Sir, sir, be patient. For my part, I am so attired, and wonder I know not what to say.
4: Oh, on my soul, my cousin is belied.
5: Lady, were you her bedfellow last night?
4: No, truly not, although until last night, I have this twelve-month been her bedfellow.
0: Confirmed! Confirmed! Oh, that is stronger maid, which was before barred up with ribs of iron! Would the two princes lie, and Claudio lie, who loved her so that, speaking of her foulness, washed
1: it with tears? Heads from her, let her die! Hear me a little, for I have only been silent so long, and given way into this course of fortune. By noting of the lady, I have marked a thousand blushing apparitions to start into her face. A thousand innocent shames and angel whiteness beat away those blushes. And in her eye there hath appeared a fire to burn the errors that these princes hold against her maiden truth. Call me a fool. Trust not my reading, nor my observations, which, with experimental seal, doth warrant the tenor of my book. Trust not my age, my reverence, calling, nor divinity. If this sweet lady lie not guiltless here under some biting error, Friar, it cannot be
0: thou seest that all the grace that she hath left is that she will not add to her damnation a sin of perjury. she not denies it. Why seekst thou then to cover with excuse that which appears in proper nakedness,
1: Lady,
3: what man is
1: he you are accused of?
3: They know that do accurs me, I know none if I know more of any man alive than that which maiden modesty doth warrant, let all my sins lack mercy. O oh, my father, prove you that any man with me conversed at hours unmeet, or that I yesternight
1: maintained the change of words with any creature refuse me. Hate me torture me to death There is some strange misprision of the princes,
5: Two of them have their very bent in honor. And if their wisdoms be misled in this, the practice of it lives in John the Bastard, whose spirits toil in the frame of villainies.
0: I know not. If they speak but truth of her, these hands shall tear her. If they wrong her honor, the proudest of them shall well hear of it. Time hath not yet so dried this blood of mine, nor age so eat up my invention nor fortune hath made such havoc of my means nor my bad life reft me so much of friends but they shall find awaked in such a kind both strength of limb and policy of mind ability in means
1: and choice of friends to quit me of them thoroughly pause a while and let my counsel sway you in this case your daughter here the prince is left for dead let her a while be secretly kept in and publisheth that she is dead indeed. Maintain a mourning ostentation, and on your family's old monument hang mournful epitaphs and do all rites that appertain to unto a burial. What shall become of this? What, what will this do? Marry, this well carriage shall on her behalf change slander to remorse. That is some good. But not for that dream I on this strange course, but on this travail look for greater birth. She, dying, as it must so be maintained, upon the instant that she was accused, shall be lamented, pitied, and excused of every hearer. For it so falls out that what we have we prize not to the worth whiles we enjoy it, but being lacked and lost. Why then we rack the value? Then we find the virtue the possession would not show us whilst it was ours. So will it fare with Claudio, when he shall hear she died upon his words, the idea of her life shall sweetly creep into his study of imagination. And every lovely organ of her life shall come apparelled in more precious habit, more moving, delicate, and full of life into the eye and prospect of his soul than when she lived indeed. Then shall he mourn if ever love had interest in his liver and wish he had not so accused her. No, though he thought this accusation true, Let this be so, and doubt not what success will fashion the event in better shape than I can lay down in likelihood. But if all aim but this be leveled force, the supposition of the lady's death will quench the wonder of her infamy. And if it sought not well, you may conceal her as best befits her wounded reputation in some reclusive and religious life, out of all eyes, tongues, minds, and injuries. Signor Leonardo, let the
5: Friar advise you. And though you know my inwardness and love is very much unto the Prince and Claudio, yet, by mine honor, I will deal in this as secretly and justly as your soul should with your body.
0: Being that
1: I flow in grief, the smallest twine may lead me. Tis well consented. Presently away, for to strange sores strangely they strain the cure. Come, lady, die to live. This wedding day, perhaps, is but prolonged. Have patience and endure.
5: Lady Beatrice, have you wept all this while?
4: Yea, and I will weep a while longer.
5: I will not desire that.
4: You have no reason I do it freely.
5: Surely I do believe your fair cousin is wronged.
4: Oh, how much might the man deserve of me that would right her?
5: Is there any way to show such friendship?
4: A very even way, but no such friend.
5: May a man do it?
4: It is man's office, but not yours.
5: I do love nothing in the world so well as you. Is that not strange?
4: Strange a thing is, I know not. It were as possible for me to say I loved nothing so well as you, but believe me not, and yet I lie not, I... I Confess nothing, nor I deny nothing. I am sorry for my cousin.
5: By my sword, Beatrice, thou lovest me.
4: Do not swear and eat it. I will
5: swear by it that you love me, and I will make him eat it that says I love not you. Will you not eat your word? With no sauce that can be devised to it. I protest I love thee.
4: Why then, God, forgive me. What offense,
5: sweet Beatrice?
4: You have stayed me in a happy hour. I was about to protest I love you.
5: And do it with all thy heart.
4: I love you with so much of my heart that none is left to protest.
5: Come, then, bid me do anything for thee.
4: Kill Claudio. (laughs) Not for the wide world. You kill me to deny it. Farewell.
5: Tarry, sweet Beatrice.
4: I am gone, though I am here. There is no love in you. Nay, I pray you, let me go.
5: We'll be friends first.
4: You dare easier be friends with me than fight with mine enemy? Is Claudio thine enemy? Is he not approved in the height of villain that have slandered, scorned, dishonored my kinswoman? Oh, that I were a man. What, bear her in hands until they come to take hands, and then with public accusation, uncovered slander, unmitigated rancor. Oh, God, that I were a man, I would eat his heart in the marketplace.
5: Hear me, Beatrice. Talk
4: with a man at a window, a proper saying. Nay,
5: but Beatrice.
4: Sweet hero, she is wronged, she is slandered, she is undone. Beatrice. Princes and counties, surely a princely testimony, a goodly count, count Comfect. A sweet gallant surely oh, that I were a man for his sake, or that I had any friend that would be a man for my sake. But manhood is melted into courtesies, valor into compliments, and men are only turned into tongues and trim ones, too. He is now as valiant as Hercules that only tells a lie and swears it. I cannot be a man with wishing. Therefore I will die a woman with grieving."
5: Terry, good Beatrice, by this hand I love thee.
4: Use it for my love some other way than swearing by it. I think you in your soul
5: become Claudio a wronged hero.
4: Yea, as sure as I have a thought or a soul. Enough.
5: I am engaged. I will challenge him. I will kiss your hand, and so I leave you. By this hand, Claudio shall render me a dear account. As you hear of me, so think of me. Go. Come for your cousin. I must say she is dead. I'm so fella.
3: Oh, a stool and a cushion for the sexton. Which be the malefactors? Mary, that am I. And my partner. Nay, that's certain. We have the exhibition to examine. But which are the offenders that are to be examined? Let them come before Master Constable. Yay, Mary, let them come before me. What is your name, friend? Baraccio. Pray write down Baraccio, yours, Sira?
2: I am a gentleman, sir, and my name is Conrad.
3: <laughs> write down, master gentleman Conrad.
2: <laughs>
3: Masters, do you serve God?
2: Yea, sir, we hope.
3: Write down that they hope they serve God, and write God first, for God defend. But God should go before such villains. Masters, it is proved already that you are little better than false knaves, and it will go near to be thought so shortly. How answer you for yourselves?
2: Mary, sir, we say we are none.
3: A marvelous witty fellow, I assure you, but I will go about with him. Come you hither, sirrah. a word in your ear. Sir, I say to you it is thought you were false knaves.
2: Sir, I say to you, we are none.
3: Well, stand aside... For God, they are both in a tale. Have you writ down that they are none, Master Constable? You go not the way to examine. You must call forth the watch. What are their accusers? Yea, Mary, that's the eftest way. Let the watch come forth, <sighs> masters. I charge you in the Prince's name, accuse these men. This man said, sir, that Don John, the prince's brother, was a villain. Write down, Prince John, a villain. Why, this is flat perjury to call a prince's brother villain. Master Constable. Pray thee, fellow, peace. I do not like thy look. I promise thee. What heard you him say else? Marry, that he has received a thousand ducats of Don John for accusing the lady hero wrongfully. Oh, flat burglary as ever was committed. Yea, by mass, that it is. What else, fellow? And that Count Claudio did mean, upon his words, to disgrace Hero before the whole assembly, and not marry her. Oh, villain, thou wilt be condemned into everlasting redemption for this. What else? This is all. Uh, This is more masters than you can deny. Prince John is this morning secretly stolen away, hero was in this manner accused, and in this very manner refused, and upon the grief of this suddenly died. Master Constable, let these men be bound and brought to Leonardo's. I will go before and show him their examination. Come, let them be opinioned. Let them be in the hands. Off, Coxcomb! God's my life! Where's the sexton? Let him write down the prince's officer Coxcomb! Come, bind them, thou naughty. Bartlett.
2: Away, you are an ass. You are an ass.
3: Dost thou not suspect my place? Dost thou not suspect my years? Oh, that you he were here to write me down an ass. But masters, remember that I am an ass. Thou be not written down yet, forget not that I am an ass. Know thou, villain, thou art full of piety. It shall be proved upon thee by good witness. I am a wise fellow and which is more an officer, and which is more a householder, and which is more as pretty a piece of flesh as any is in Messina, and one that knows the law, go too, and a rich fellow enough, go too, and a fellow that hath had losses, and one that hath two gowns and everything handsome about him. Bring him away! Oh, that I had been writ down an ass!
6: The Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show, Much Ado About Nothing, Act 4, featuring the voice talents of Paul Brugman as Benedict, Renee Christine Jones as Beatrice, Jason Wallace as Leonardo, Mindy Keenan as Dogberry, Chris Hackney as Claudio, Russell Gold as Friar Francis, Katie Keating as Hero, Kristen Bays as The Sexton, Seth Adam Scher as Conrad Teresa Stacy as Vergus. Harry Whittle as Don John Pete Mylan as Baraccio, Dave Morgan as Don Pedro Anna Rodriguez as The Watchman Lynn Cullen as The Second Watchman Written by William Shakespeare Adapted for audio by Colin Kelly and Catherine Pride Script analysis and dramaturgy by Catherine Pride Directed by Colin Kelly Assistant Director Landon Bell Featuring the following music Paco Bell's Canon in D Major By Broken Lenses Darkest Days by Joe Nogo Eye of Providence By Hagen Coldfingers Sand by Ray Ginsburg. Gravity by Josh Woodard We Wait Until Midnight By Kay Sarrow This Is Everything by Josh Woodard Easy Lemon by Kevin McLeod. Balthasar's Song By Vincent Morrison, Bardo by MSTR, and Blackfisher's Tune by MSTR. Shakespeare Theme by Pavel Zuk of PavelZuk.com. Produced by Pendon Productions. This production is copyright 2013, Pendon Productions.
2: For more information, visit Pendendaudio.com. Thanks for listening.